Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast, Sportsnet 590 The Fan. I'm your host, Wayne Lewis, speaking to you after the Raptors. Have a stress-free game from start to finish, beating the Detroit Pistons by a score of 118 to 97. Um, I got to admit, like I, 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 when I saw the line for this game was 14 and a half in favor of the Raptors, I thought, okay. Look, I, I thought the Raptors were going to win. I had no real doubts about it, but you know, 14 and a half is a lot of points. Um, but then you watch the Pistons, and you're like, wow. Like, it, yes, that that is actually underselling um, how bad the Pistons would be at stretches. And listen, that's a young team. They play hard. They're trying to get better. And, uh, you know, clearly we're, they're at the point in their, their season where they're trying to play for lottery balls. You know, their their best player, Cade Cunningham, has been out. Um, and, you know, it's good to see him on the court today. It's actually cool seeing Cade, even though he's not able to play because of the, the tibia injury. Um, he was actually helping his teammates, uh, you know, go through drills and stuff. He just really wanted to be involved. Very rarely see that where an injured player is just sort of taking on that job of an assistant coach. But you could clearly tell he wants to play. But that's the state of affairs for Detroit. And, and a lot of the guys that they have remaining are just not quite good. I mean, look, we've seen the Pistons play the Raptors tough. We've seen them give the Raptors trouble. Um, but this was not one of those games. The Raptors came out and just, like, it, it got it very easy against the Pistons. The, the Pistons just kept turning the ball over. That put the Raptors out in the fast break. There was easy chances to score on that front. And the Raptors dumped 38 points in the first quarter and 34 in the second quarter. And, you know, that was the comfortable lead they needed to ride out the rest of the game. I mean, they were up 20 at half, and they just kind of stuck with it. And, you know, even though... You know, there were maybe stretches in the, the, the third quarter. It was like, okay, maybe the Raptors are getting a little stagnant here or there. It ultimately didn't matter because the Pistons just weren't good. And that's not to say the Raptors didn't play well uh, in, in the sense that certain guys didn't impact the game. But, like, you know, it, it was also just such a take-winnable game that it, it would have been very difficult for the Raptors to lose a game like this. So um, it, it's good that the Raptors take care of business. They uh, obviously need every single win as they... Uh, can get it right now. They obviously have a much more important game on the weekend against Washington. Washington is almost dead in the play-in, but, you know, the Raptors could really deliver that final nail in the coffin. And again, it's not even necessarily about the Wizards. It's about the Raptors. They need to continue to pick up more wins. Um, And, yeah, the Pistons, meanwhile, are trying to pick up losses. And when you look at the roster they put together tonight, um, you know, quite a few players that I'm sure won't be part of their roster the next time they make the playoffs so the next time they make um, into make it into a game where it's anything of value. So, yeah, on the Raptors side, obviously, you know, I, I thought um, I thought Pascal was just very sharp from start to finish. Um, some, you know, there's nobody on the business that can really line up with Pascal. I also just think that they had great rim protection at all tonight. Um, you know, James Wiseman is definitely not known for his defense. And, you know, it, it's he's just one of those guys where right now it doesn't even feel like he's playing all out with that kind of desperation, with that kind of drive on defense. Obviously, he is, you know, skilled at finishing around the basket, and he can do that. But aside from that, I mean, he also just it, – it's very easy to sort of score on him at the rim, it feels like, at the on the NBA level. And it's been that way since he's come into the league, regardless of how much experience he's had. Uh, Marvin Bagley is not known for his defense either. I mean, Isaiah Livers is, is their, you know, go-to perimeter defender against a guy like Pascal. And he tries hard. He, he's pesky. But, you know, with no help behind him, it's just not going to get it done, especially when Pascal has the height advantage and he's played him a couple of times, so he knows what to expect. And Pascal dominated. Um, 32 points, uh, five rebounds, nine assists, a steal, plus 26 in 38 minutes. You know, 
The only reason he played 38 minutes, to be honest, was he was just kind of there shepherding the fourth quarter. He was out there with the second unit. And I think everyone, every other starter was done by that point. In fact, I saw Fred at one point pop off his shoes after the third quarter is over. And I thought, oh, my God, is it, is it really at that point? Now, he was just switching shoes, to be clear. But, you know, it was kind of like if he wanted to take his shoes off and kick his feet up, he could have done that because he didn't have to come back into the game and he didn't. Um, but Pascal was just kind of there shepherding the fourth quarter group, just overseeing that they'd be okay. And uh, essentially just, you know, playing passenger and just sort of being the responsible player in the room. And look, they, I didn't even think the Raptors needed it. But then again, in, in today's NBA, there are tons of comebacks and you are a little bit worried. But yeah, ultimately, Pascal played great. And there's a number of great highlight plays from him in this one. Obviously, the spin move was there for him consistently. He knocked down two threes early on as well, which was awesome. Obviously, that always gets you off to a nice start, um, especially when his game is so much going on the inside. Um, you know, just getting those extra threes up really does help uh, just the overall scoring and maybe even changes the way the defense sees you. Um, he ultimately only made those two threes and missed the rest of them going forward. But still, um, you know, Pascal was able to get to the spots that he wanted to on the, you know, in the paint. Uh, through some nice passes as well, a really nice high, you know, high low pass to OG, where he floated it over top of the defense with a, maybe a jumping pass, and that got OG an open dunk out of that. Uh, you know, Pascal had a nice move where he spun into a jump stop uh, and then into a little short fadeaway jumper. That was also really nice to see. Um, you know, it, it, he's just again like guys weren't able to stop him. You know, and he. And, and, you know, and even when they did send extra defenders, obviously Pascal's making the extra pass. I mean, he's just been playing sharp recently. I, I think that um, obviously this is a very subpar opponent and quite possibly the worst team in the league. And, and you definitely see the results of that. And the only reason I think quite possibly is because Houston is, I'm looking at the box score right now, Houston is losing 149 to 111 and the game's not even over. How do you give up 149 points? Um, I guess that shouldn't be too surprising because I think Houston gave up 150 points last year in regulation. Oh, and there it is, 151 for Memphis. Uh, so, uh, wow, that's that's a lot of points. But still, Detroit obviously doesn't have anyone to stop Pascal. But still, I, you know, I think a lot of it, you know, when Pascal was in that slump uh, during that Rust Coast road trip, I, I didn't feel like it was anything physical. I didn't feel like it was fatigue. I just felt like he was in a slump. It happens to everybody at certain points. Obviously, it didn't hit at the right time, especially with all, how important these games are down the stretch. But he's rebounded from that, and he's been very strong the last couple of games here and yeah I mean again in a game like this you expect him to really really thrive and he did that he was efficient the only thing you would say is like okay he, he missed the last four threes after he made his first two and he missed four free, uh, free throws but I liked his approach to this game I liked uh, the way he attacked and yeah even some of the passes were really really nice you know a nice little jump pass where he threw it over top of the defense a skip pass to OG in the opposite corner that was nice to see for a three and yeah, I mean, it was just kind of very, very easy. And I thought even even late in the game when it was in the fourth quarter, Pascal was looking to set up his guys, you know, looking to set up Christian Coloco, who um, was able to get extended run in this one, both uh, with his defense, but also by playing, you know, more involved in the offense. And I thought that, you know, it, it's a good chance in, in these type of games to get the young guys going. So I thought Pascal played his game well. I mean, the rest of the starters were fine. You know, OG... You know, played his role, didn't force his shot too much. You know, honestly, every time he played within the flow of the offense, it was a make, and it was really good to see. And when he forced it, you know, chances were very good that he was going to miss the shot or that it was going to be a turnover. Now, that, that stuff happens. Like, that's really just, like, how the nature of the game is. Um, but overall, OG really only forced it, like, two or three times, and, you, and you'll definitely take that one again. Everything else he did was set up and open 
dunking the ball in transition, cutting behind the defense for dunks, getting all cash and shoot open threes, you know, playing defense. I mean, OG didn't even have to, his defensive talents weren't even as necessary in a game like this where the Pistons didn't really have a guy who was just consistently breaking it down. You could say, well, maybe you could put OG on Jaden Ivey. I mean, I suppose, but, you know, what, what's the point? You know, like it's, it wasn't like the Raptors were going to get picked apart by the Pistons no matter what was uh, the defensive assignments today. So, OG did his role finished. You know, Yak, I, I thought he was tireless in his rebounding and his screen setting and his defense. Uh, he didn't get the ball that much. The Pistons were definitely really collapsing in the paint, and they had two big men on the floor at all times. And that's not to say you can't feed Yakaproto at all, but uh, he just wasn't really involved in the offense past setting that screen. But, he, he, you know, you never saw him complain. You never saw his intensity drop. He rebounded the ball. Uh, he contested lots of shots. You know, I thought he did a great job against Wiseman. He did a great job against Bagley in the starting groups. You know, had two steals, two blocks as well. Yak is just like way too seasoned and smart to to really struggle in a, in a game like this against the Pistons, who were playing a bunch of twenty year olds who who didn't really know what was going on. And so I thought, you know, again, it was an easy game for Yak, and I, I like that. Even though he didn't get the ball much, um, you know, he was still able to, you know, just play his role and there was no drop off or no loss in focus and intensity. Again, that speaks to, I think his character and willing to, to play in a, in a, in a team setting at all times, no matter what it is. Like last game, you could see Yakaproto scoring 20 points game before that against the bucks. You saw Yakaproto shoot 18 times today. He shot two field goals uh, and two free throws. And the two free throws were because Jaden Ivey need him in the, in the nuts after uh, on a turnaround jumper. So, you know, uh, Yak was very happy to play his role, just contest shots, rebound. I thought Fred forced the shot a little bit. Um, you know, I think it's kind of a continuation from that Pacers game. You know, there are obviously are, are good shots that he took within the flow. He wasn't really making them at a high rate. Five of 16, including three of 10 from three is not good. But ultimately, you know, some of that is just because he forced shots. Like it, it, there were stretches where, you know, it felt like he was looking or more determined to get a shot off. Maybe, you know, the pull-up threes off the high screen, you know, those are generally good looks, especially against a team like the Pistons who play a lot of drop coverage with their big stepping back. And so if you set a good screen at the top, there's going to be space to shoot it. But at the same time, there were also plays where, you know, Fred was really trying to get a shot off. And, you know, ultimately it wasn't a bad effort. Um, 18 points, four assists, four turnovers. Four turnovers is high. It feels like his turnovers are starting to creep up um, more so recently. It feels like he's attacking more. He has the ball more. He's looking to pass more and he's throwing riskier passes that could all contribute to more turnovers, but you know, still four turnovers is, is not great. And he committed to some fouls, um, trying to swipe for the ball. Now, early on, he definitely had Ivy a little bit, um, second guessing himself because I think Fred stripped him on the first three times that Ivy tried to attack and, and twice, uh, the Raptors able to recover the ball. One time Ivy was able to keep it, but still, like, you know, when you when you get picked like that repeatedly, you, you do start to look over your shoulder a little bit. It's on your mind. Um, but, yeah, I mean, ultimately, Fred played an acceptable game. It, it was fine. You know, Nick chose to go with Will Barton again in the starting group. Clearly, he must have a lot of faith in him and, and has shown him affection. Um, the fact that, uh, you know, the Raptors brought him in and, you know, he's now in that mix. Um, okay, so I guess he's just jumped the queue. He is a seasoned veteran. He does know... He has a track record, which I think cannot be said for some of the other guys. However, since coming to Toronto, the results just haven't been there. Now, I thought Will actually got off to a decent start in terms of, you know, he made a back cut. He, he made a layup back cutting uh, on the defense uh, along the baseline. Fred found him with a nice bounce pass. Then he uh, made an extra pass to OG on the wing. OG got a three. Um, and then 
you know, Barton got an open corner three, this time back from OG, who I think got doubled in the middle of the lane and kicked it out to Will Barton. And he knocked that down, which was nice to see. And I was like, okay, first couple of minutes, looks like it was going to be okay. Maybe Will Barton gets going. Unfortunately, he struggles the rest of the way and wasn't really able to get a shot off. To be honest, what's been confusing to me is like the spots where he's picking to force his shot are not great. Like, for example, like he'll just come down the floor, the Raptors get the rebound, they hit it ahead to Will. And he comes up the floor and he just pulls up for three. And it's not like pull-up threes in transition are necessarily a bad shot. Like, obviously, the paradigm has really changed on what is a good or bad shot. Um, but, like, that's just objectively a bad shot. Coming down the floor and running down, and when you're not in rhythm, you just pull up for three, you miss it. It's not good. The next play down, the Raptors set up Will Barton for an open corner three. He turns down the chance to just catch a shoot. Instead, he pump fakes, gets two steps in, and shoots a mid-range jumper and misses that. That's just a bad read. And it's also... Uh, you're getting yourself a lower expected value shot. Now, of course, I'm sure it's like a comfortable thing in terms of it's more of like a rhythm feel thing. Uh, I know I understand that basketball is not just played on the analytics, but I'm sure a guy like Nick Nurse who talks so much about the shot spectrum and what he likes to see, that is not good sound shot spectrum decision. Um, okay, it looks like they're going to have a big event here in Toronto. So um, maybe I will take a quick break and uh, hopefully... We will conclude this event uh, and we'll be able to talk about the bench. But you've been listening to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sports FM 90 The Fan. Welcome back to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sports FM 90 The Fan. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. Yeah, we try to take a break, um, but there is a very cool Q&A going on between uh, the Croatian community here in Toronto with three full sections uh, and they are asking questions with uh, Boyan Bogdanovich of the Pistons who is uh, spending a lot of time and being very generous with his time to answer all the questions and signing on the jersey so that's beautiful to see always love seeing this uh, diversity of Toronto celebrated last week it was Filipino Heritage Night and now we get to see Croatian Heritage uh, it's a beautiful thing so but anyway if you hear things in the background this is this is what you're hearing all right there is a, a, a wonderful discussion going on. Anyway, uh, so where I left off, I, I was talking about the starting five. You know, I, I thought in terms of the bench, it was an interesting game because they got to play a lot more than usual. I thought Chris Boucher, who's typically obviously a part of the rotation, was really able to make a, a, a great um, performance out of this game that was otherwise pretty dull. I thought Chris really imposed his will on the game. His energy was was phenomenal. He was in, in there impacting shots, changing shots going, uh, you know, the full length of the floor, getting put back dunks. And just like he, out of everyone in the building, obviously Pascal played the best out of everyone here. Chris, I thought, made the most hustle plays and the most energy building plays. And I thought that, you know, it, it, in games like this, like I think he can really shine. Um, you know, obviously there's there's a bit of sloppiness that really allows the game to be a lot more free and open. And Chris is just like one of those guys who's able to get out in fast break. I mean, one of the plays he was running so fast, he actually ran past the basket but was able to use his long arms to sort of like pin the shot against his against the glass, and it bounced in anyway. Um, it was a very difficult layup. It's rarely see that where a guy goes so fast he runs past the rim, but he's still able to make it. And um, yeah, Chris, you know, Chris was just taking his chances, even knocked down some corner threes, which is nice to see. I think with Chris, he's typically hitting threes from the top of the floor rather than in the corners. But I do feel like, as with most players, he's better in the corners. He's able to get in there. Um, and I thought him and, uh, and Christian off the bench, Christian played 20 minutes. They did a really great job of protecting the rim. And the two of them combined for six blocks. You know, that was, 
something where the Pistons definitely were very intent on getting to the rim, not only because they were shooting the three poorly, like they're only six to 25 from three, but they're, you know, they're always playing two bigs, right? Wiseman's off there. Marvin Bagley's there. Or like uh, Jalen Dern's there. Eugene Omarui's there. Like everybody is just trying to go to the rim. And so it was very important. The Raptors did actually protect the basket tonight. And I thought that, yeah, Chris and Christian together, Blocked a ton of shots. Really did ruin uh, Eugene Omarui's homecoming because we've seen a lot of players come back to Toronto and just, like, stunt all over the Raptors. Uh, obviously, last game was the prime example of that with the Pacers coming in with three Canadians in the starting group and doing a great job. Um, but, yeah, Eugene struggled, man. It was not – this was hardly Andrew Nemhart's homecoming. This was him getting pinned at the rim over and over and over again. Credit to him, though. He plays really hard. He scraps. He fights. And he gets involved. And, and Dwayne Casey played him 33 minutes. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I thought the Raptors did a great job of sort of shutting off the paint. Um, and then, yeah, your, your, your backup guards were able to come in and, you know, Malachi, unfortunately, went one of eight from the field. I thought he took good shots. He just wasn't able to hit them. It's sort of been the story of his career to date, to be honest. He's had hot stretches, but over the balance of his career, he really hasn't been able to hit shots at a high level, especially for a guard. Um, but, you know, I, I thought Jeff... <laughs> They're going to take the photo. Okay. Awesome. Okay. And then, yeah, I thought Jeff Down was able to come in and really give a great effort. And, you know, obviously, um, this is, this is, this is amazing. You really only see this in Toronto, I feel like. Um, but yeah, you know, Jeff Down was really able to come in off the bench and, you know, he was not the first sub in the first half. Uh, it was actually Malachi who came out along with Chris around the five minute mark. Uh, and Jeff Down checked into the game in the second quarter, but it was clear that he had a big impact. It was clear that he was playing better than Will Barton and Malachi Flynn. And I thought Nick really gave him that shot to ride it out. 29 minutes played. This is a matchup where Jeff has really been able to play well in um, this season. Um, you know, and, and that's not just because it's the Pistons. I think obviously he had that clutch stop against Ivy, the first win over Detroit that was also pretty close. And he had some uh, other couple uh, solid defensive moments. And listen, you know, if you play great defense, that is an easy way to get into Nick's heart. We've seen Nick play plenty of guards who are pretty pesky defenders but aren't necessarily active def- uh, scorers. And, um, you know, yeah, I-, I thought Jeff Down was able to come in and fill that role. But even d- despite all that, like, I, I think on the offensive end, he-, he took the right shots. He made the right decisions. You know, obviously, defensively, he was able to you know, come in for three steals. The Pistons were definitely throwing the ball over all over the place. So, you know, that's going to happen. Ivy had nine turnovers, by the way, which is just kind of absurd, um, including two passes where he threw- tried to throw skip passes to the opposite corner. And it just like the first one, he 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 nailed James Wiseman in the head, and the ball bounced out of bounds. And the second one, he nailed Jalen Duran in the head. So those are tough. But yeah, I, I just thought that uh, yeah, Jeff really took his chance, really ran with it, played offense well, made the right passes, made the right extra passes. And yeah, he, I, I would like him to shoot a little bit more from three, but it's clear that he feels more comfortable in the mid range. He definitely looks for the mid range jumper more often. And even in the chance here tonight, where uh, he had an open corner three. Uh, he pumped fake to close out, took a step inside. And even though that's a shot that, again, I'm sure Nick doesn't like on the shot spectrum, he was able to make it. It was in rhythm for him and something he feels more comfortable with. And he made it. So, you know, I, I, and in late in the clock, there was a play where it's like probably two, three seconds off on the clock and whatever, like plays die sometimes. And as a point guard, you're going to have to create something out of nothing sometimes. And Jeff was able to draw a three point foul in the fourth quarter as well. He, I, I just thought he played great, you know, and, and um, I'm just happy for him because obviously there's been a lot of momentum. There's a lot of people calling for him to play more. Um, 
and yeah, I, I don't think that it's going to be the biggest difference. But at the same time, I also believe in meritocracy. He's played better this season in his minutes than a Malachi Flynn and definitely better than Will Barton, who has really struggled in the transition to come to Toronto. You know, I feel like sometimes he's not making the open shots, but what's even worse is he's forcing bad shots. And I can't really see that as a positive at all from any players, especially from players who are role players in this case. So uh, Jeff comes in, he does his job, he defends at a higher level than both Will and Malachi, and he's more steady on offense. So, you know, there really isn't, um, I could totally see the case why people really want him to play more. So yeah, ultimately the Raptors did well. And, um, you know, they, they were um, more energetic than the Pistons. They were definitely more together. Um, yes, the Raptors took some liberties at certain times, but ultimately the Raptors did everything you needed them to. They made more threes. They doubled the Pistons in offensive rebounds. They kept the ball moving for the most part. There was a sequence where, you know, OG made the extra pass to Pascal on the fast break. OG went up, drew two defenders, and then dumped it off behind him for Pascal, who followed up with a dunk. The next play down, the Raptors get the, the, the turnover, and Pascal throws it up ahead to OG for a dunk. Like, it's stuff like that where it's just like, okay, now it sort of feels nice, it's easy. Obviously, it's the Pistons, but, you know, the Raptors just made the plays that were there to be made tonight, and it resulted in a really easy win. So, obviously, I'm not expecting all the opponents to be like that. Very few opponents the rest of the way are going to be as easy as this one, but the Raptors made it look easy by playing well. And, uh, yeah, hopefully they, they they buy some more time for their, their other injured players to return. Um, Scotty remains out. Gary remains out. Precious remains out. Um, so we'll see um, if they practice tomorrow, which probably they will. Um, we will see what their status is. If they return to practice tomorrow, there's a good chance that they play on uh, on Sunday against Washington, which you never know, right? Because these guys, um, you know, obviously you just got to play safe with the injuries. But uh, then again, it also is a very crucial time in the season. So to wrap up the show, your three stars from tonight's performance. Um, number one, Boyan Bogdanovich with the postgame interviews. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding, man. No, shots to Boyan, though. That was really beautiful to see. There's actually a ton of Croatians here, all in the Croatian kits and everything. It's really beautiful. Again, Croatia's a very small country, so to have that big of a community here in Toronto is very special. Um, but, yeah, in any case, your three stars from tonight's performance, Pascal Siakam, 32 points, five rebounds, nine assists, a steal, plus 26 in 38 minutes. Um, I mean, I'm not too worried about the minutes tonight. Again, there were not high-impact minutes, let's just say that. A lot of that was just him jogging and, and just making sure that the play was going to be okay in the fourth quarter as the Raptors turn it over to the third unit. Um, but yeah, he was, he did everything well, you know, made the right plays, you know, he's, it's just good. Just keep this momentum going. Um, uh, your second star from tonight's performance, I'm gonna give it to Chris. I thought his energy was excellent. Uh, 19 points, 13 rebounds and assists, steal two blocks off the bench, hit two threes, hit seven to 14 from the field, couple, couple of hustle plays, the dunks, a couple of plays where he was able to attack. I mean, he had one play where he up faked and then, you know, drove baseline and then stopped for a mid range pull up and. You know, that's something that you typically wouldn't see, uh, obviously, if it wasn't the Pistons. But still, like, you know, I thought Chris was really flowing and, and he played very confident and brought a lot of energy to a game that easily the Raptors could have, you know, taken it too easily and given the Pistons confidence. And it could have been a different game, not to say the Raptors would have lost, but, you know, it could have been more difficult. And the Raptors came in and took care of business. And I thought Chris really set the tone on that front. So I want to give him his respect on that. And then your third star, honestly, I'm probably going to give it to Jeff. I, I really like Jeff's performance tonight, man. Nine points, three rebounds, four assists, three steals. Three or seven shooting from the field. Um, it really should have had one more play, but he had a steal and he went the, the length of the floor and he went up for a, a, you know, a layup and a four, it just was a very good hustle play. But I think Omaruri who uh, chased down for the block. But uh, yeah, you know, Jeff's just, you know, doing a lot with it. And uh, hopefully we get to see more of it. Obviously, we've got to convert his contract for him to play in the playoffs, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, right now he looks like the most solid out of all the backup point guard options. Um 
your Gerald, uh, your Gerald Henderson award winner, that's going to go to Jay Nivey. Yes, the uh, nine turnovers is just truly nasty, but I think he's actually is a very good passer. He made a not, uh, you know, he had eight assists in this game. He also set up four wide open corner threes that the Pistons were unable to hit on. But I, I just thought the passing was good from him. Obviously, the nine turnovers is not great. The Raptors really attacked him on that front. You know, obviously, the Raptors are very pesky. You know, they have a lot of length. Fred's always swiping. Um, but, yeah, ultimately, I thought Ivy played well, and, and he's the one guy on this team I feel most confident about right now um, in terms of the guys who actually played tonight, obviously not including Cade. But, yeah, 20 points, 8 assists for Jaden Ivy in 41 minutes. So that does it for the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Continue to rate, review, subscribe to the show. And, yeah, I'll be back with you on Sunday when the Raptors take on the Washington Wizards. <laughs>